computer. Start program. Dura Sisters podcast. Holodeck episode. Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is the first day of our holodeck series. So we are talking about Star Trek, the animated series, not TOS. This is a huge departure from our normal series. But you know, Rihanna, we are 10 in now, so I guess we have to start changing things up. I can't believe it, frankly, that we have made it to series 11 of our podcast. Yeah. So series 11, this is crazy. You're right, Ashlyn. This is going to be unconventional. This is going to be new times, new trick, uh... Because there are, as you probably know, no holodeck official episodes in the original series. Since this is my series, I did a tiny bit of digging to think, should we add Shore Leave to this list? But it's not a holodeck. As much as I want it to be, we don't have a holodeck planet yet. (laughs) So we can't quite put in Shore Leave, even though it has holodeck elements. The only true holodeck is the rec room in the animated series episode, The Practical Joker. Yeah, so that's what we are talking about today. It might be our shortest episode yet, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we shall see. Also, it's very strange to be watching this episode for the main series and not for the Patreon, because we just, you know, in the past couple months have finished our watch through the animated series on the Patreon, and... I, I say this a lot, but it's hard to take notes only on the holodeck part. So <laughs> I know strange. I wanted to write every weird lie down that yeah. they say in this episode, <laughs> but I had to reserve for the holodeck section. Such a weird one. <laughs> um, Rian, I have a couple questions for you since this is your series. How did you decide to do this? It was sort of just a long time coming, if you think about it. This is one of the series that we surprisingly hadn't done yet. Uh, it's kind of like with our Mirror series, you know, where you're kind of like, that's a huge part of Star Trek. Why haven't they done it? Um, but I think we we spend so much of our time wanting to be new and, and fun and choose unique series, which is awesome. But I thought a return to the basics and return to a Star Trek staple, the holodeck and the Hall of Suites, are just essential viewing and something that like we haven't really been able to cover much of. And so I think also it'll be really fun because it's going to feel so different than the spooky series that probably, if you listeners are listening in order, just finished. And uh, I'm really excited to get to sort of do a full 180 here and talk about like shenanigans and talk about time when the crew gets to be really goofy. We got a lot of spooky shenanigans and that was really fun, but that comes with a lot of psychological trauma and horror, (laughs) (laughs) which sure, the holodeck can also create uh, in its own way. But I still feel like holodeck episodes are intended to make people laugh. They're sort of meant to be a comic relief for the most part, unless they're doing a like ethical section 31, which we will see. (laughs) But for the most part, holodeck is supposed to be just really fun. Some may call it filler or just sort of like a comedic stress relief, but I think they're more than that. I think that holodeck episodes really show like, how our characters use their recreation time and that is so fun for me because I'm such a character oriented person that I love these insights we get into the brains of our characters and it's going to be especially fun once we get to series like TNG and Voyager that are just like 
packed full with holodeck episodes because oh my god we can to see we get to see so much into each character and what you do in your free time is really indicative of who you are as a person and so i thought that would be really fun to explore rihanna i was just about to say that uh absolutely how we use our free time is kind of what defines us as humans you know like that's totally what we talk yeah. about with our friends like oh what are you watching what games are you playing what you know what things are you doing that's not for money <laughs> and sometimes exactly, it's yeah. preparing for those things that is for money but in in holodeck series there's not a lot of that <laughs> uh yeah exactly so I'm so, so excited for this series, um, especially like you said, Ashlyn, because we get to watch a lot of really different episodes. And yet again, I think that we are going to be entering a series where we haven't seen a ton of these episodes. There are a few in TNG and Voyager that we recently watched for Spooky or for First Officers, but for the most part, we're getting to explore a different territory of Trek. So I'm really, really pumped. And Ashlyn, I also want to introduce a question. This is not the question that we will be discussing throughout our entire series because <laughs> as you know, this only has one episode the US does. So I'm thinking just for this first episode, let's just talk about some holodeck basics and cover some really like fun questions we thought of. Yeah, you thought of. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. I didn't think any of these questions. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to make it an inclusive thing, but fair enough. You think, I mean, sometimes the pot is 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30. <laughs> in either direction it really so. depends on whose series yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um so ashlyn my first question for you is where would you go in your holodeck if you could go anywhere this is a great question and for me it's gotta be hiking some type of like wilderness adventure camping i would be straight up like final frontier camping with my friends on the holodeck <laughs> um i think especially hiking i specifically i would probably choose um the rocky mountains because we're from colorado rihanna and those mountains have some of my favorite memories and they're some of the most beautiful places to hike in the like in the world flex um yeah, yeah. i mean seriously <laughs> you're not like, wrong beautiful um and i think that would be amazing i would also love to use that as a training program to try to like get in shape for higher peaks like just practice like climbing denali on holodeck yeah. denali you know <laughs> and you're like someday i got a bag olympus mons on mars so you know gotta get yeah, ready <laughs> exactly well and it, it would be i mean we've, we've seen many characters use the holodeck as a training program so for me i think it would be great to use it for that way and also just to feel the air and have some sense of like, oh, I'm not actually floating in space on my like a hundredth day on the job, you know? <laughs> totally, totally. I really love that you would sort of heart like go back to home and like go back to a place you've been a lot. That's really interesting because some people, you know, would use a holodeck to like explore new areas. But I like that yours is sort of like, I just want to know, go where I know and love. That's really cool. I think part of it is because I'm not living in Colorado and I don't have mm -hmm. the chance to go and hike on the weekend if I want to. And I miss totally. that. I, it's, it's been a long time since I lived in a place where I could just like recreationally hike and that, that's something very much lacking in my life so oh I feel you 100% yeah. like we live in like the flattest states right now yeah. so <laughs> I could I could like actually drive to different parts of Virginia and like do the Appalachian Trail and I just haven't <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> Brianna what about you if you had uh the time to spend in a holodeck what would you be doing in it well, I'd still be returning to Earth, but it would be Earth of the Past. I would 100% go to the opening night of Hamlet, the production, the original Hamlet, at the Globe Theater. 
meet Shakespeare himself, hopefully, uh, just like throw up, pass out, cry, die of excitement. <laughs> like, wow. I, I love that Ashlyn's like, I'd go on a nature walk. And I'm like, I'd see some murder on stage. <laughs> um, but I can't think of a place I'd rather be, honestly, especially because Hamlet is my play. I've read it in the original Klingon, you know, which is just like unparalleled. Oh, <laughs> so, I mean, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that that, like, witnessing that historical event, I'd be such a Janeway. I'd just go and, like, stay with historical figures and maybe Data. They all do it, honestly. <laughs> So I'm very, yeah, I would just, I would just die. I'd be so happy to be a little peasant just standing at the globe watching Hamlet. <laughs> You'd have to get some money to be able to pay to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, but I figured out. Yeah. I mean, it'd probably be like two cents. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think about it? You two pence. Replicate that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I'm in a holodeck, so I, I, I could just <laughs> go. Program it to be free. <laughs> exactly um so yeah that is so fun i love to see the differences in our answers ashlyn my next question is a little more about star trek in general um what do you think are the triumphs and pitfalls of holodeck episodes in general when it comes to the formula oh man um well to answer that i want to go back even further and just think about holodeck's like the idea of it in sci-fi in general because mm-hmm. to my knowledge i believe star trek created the idea yeah. of a holodeck i can't think of other science fiction from before star trek that had some kind of like simulation technology i think it's all pretty new and of course it's like commonplace now people are yeah. like there are movies about um simulated realities and things like that uh, VR is really taking off, and I think eventually we might get to a place where holodecks actually exist. Maybe Agreed. I don't think in our lifetime, but I would not be surprised if like my grandkids were just like <laughs> going back to see the premiere of Hamlet. With, <laughs> like, man, my like great aunt would love this. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> Ashlyn, that's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I think in general, they can be some of the best episodes because we get to see our favorite characters with their hair down, metaphorically, uh, doing what really drives them and what really relaxes them. And it's really hilarious and annoying when things go amok in the holodeck as well because it's screwing up their rec time uh, or taking over the ship, depending on the severity <laughs> of the yeah. holodeck episode. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of kind of like death fakeouts, where if you misuse a holodeck episode, it could be one of the worst ones because it could just be cheesy. But I think the the most successful episodes are the ones that really commit to what they're doing and are not afraid to lean into the silliness of the episode. Hell yeah, yeah. I love that answer. Yeah, what about you? I'm feeling really similarly. I think that, especially as a kid, holodeck episodes were my absolute top tier favorite. Absolutely. Um, I think that it really hit the hit me where I was in middle school when we were watching um, original series. Of course, there was nothing holodecky in that, but even the holodecky and like tr- like I've talked about shore leave, you know, like there's still like those like just goofy episodes that I really loved. And so when we got to TNG and started getting to those holodeck episodes. I was just starry-eyed because, first of all, the idea of going into, like, recreating something to manifest your imagination, like, for real, is, like, a dream of mine. I am, I have a very, very overactive imagination and constantly am running through scenarios and 
places in my head trying to go to bed and just living my life and so the sort of fantasy world like I I could turn into a Barkley though you know like that's the other thing is the the concept of the holodeck can be really scary though because I feel like I would never want to leave you know I just retreat into that place of fantasy and forget about my real life and so I think that they do a really good job for the most part of of highlighting those circumstances as well but I agree I think that sometimes the holodeck episodes i there's a couple that I just roll my eyes at because I'm like, this is so overly cheesy and so like, like almost too goofy even for Trek, which is saying something, you know, because there are a lot of really cheesy episodes. But I think it's maybe sometimes in TNG when I've seen that a little bit too many times, or it's a Leah Brahm situation where it's just gross, you know, or a Barkley situation where you're like, this is like an HR like complaint <laughs> thing. This is not like a funny episode. This is like really bad ethically. And so I think that those, that's what it starts to irritate me and where nowadays as I'm older and less like whimsical and a little kid, you know, like I've, maybe the holodex episodes wouldn't be higher on my list because now I see them sort of for what they are of like, oh man, like if you misuse a holodeck, things can really go poorly. Or, you know, if the technology just breaks down, which we see a lot. So, uh, which actually leads me to my last question of this, Ashlyn, is where do holodeck episodes rank on your list? And of course, we don't have to do actual numbers, but I'm thinking the, of the Star Trek common episode tropes, like we're talking time travel, we're talking mirror episodes, we're talking, um, what's another, there's another, I mean, death fake outs, even some of the series we've done, you know, like, um, what, where in that do holodeck episodes sort of land and has it changed for you over time? I, great question, by the way. Um, it definitely has changed over time, similar to you as a kid or as a young adult, the holodeck episodes were absolutely the best. And it's so much fun to watch really serious characters like Picard have this really fun yeah. adventure where he's having a great time. Um, or <laughs> see if Worf and his son like hang out with a bunch of datas that dress like cowboys. I mean, it's just it's pure joy. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say that it's a holodeck episodes are mid tier for me. I would say some of them can be my favorite, but if I'm going to rewatch Star Trek, I need to be in a pretty silly mood to watch a holodeck episode. That being said, I think it's utilized so well on shows like Lower Decks. And so if it's used in an interesting or um, like effective way for like the characters are like using the holodeck to accomplish something, I think those are really fun episodes too. Like um, what we just watched for Spooky, the episode where Data is like killing people. Yeah, Phantasms. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a really fun use of the holodeck to <laughs> bring Freud there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that uh, great trope. I think time travel really stands out as like my favorite trope ever. Um, Rihanna, what about you? Where does it rank? Yeah, you know, I totally agree. I, definitely if you asked me when I was 12 or 15 even, I would say Holodeck is probably up there as my favorite Star Trek uh, episode trope, but now it's definitely gone down. I think I appreciate it more in light doses, you know, like if I, I think this might be really interesting because we'll be watching a ton in order and I might start to be like, okay, we're watching the same episode, <laughs> especially in TNG when things start to get a little, it's never monotonous, but like they love to have some repeat episodes and Voyager does the same to TNG. So that'll be really fascinating. It's the chance to um, say they're getting a little episodic. Um, oh, dang, <laughs> you're right. From, from beyond. <laughs> yeah, literally. 
but yeah, so I think, agreed. I think I would still place time travel and mirror episodes over holodeck. I think mirror can be fun in a different way. And I like a little bit more angst and drama. I'm way more of a like hurt comfort girl now more than a fluff girl. So my life has changed a little bit since I was a wee child. Um, but don't get me wrong, holodeck episodes are still effing amazing. And I'm so, so excited to talk about the like original holodeck today. Yes. So this, if you have not seen this episode of the animated series, The Practical Joker, it takes 20 minutes. Go on Paramount, go watch it real quick. It's kind of a weird one. Yet it is essential viewing for this holodeck series because this is the first ever showing of a holodeck on the Enterprise, like the Enterprise that we know. And it begs yeah. the question in all those movies, <laughs> why did none of them want to go hang out in the rec room? <laughs> on their, like, they were too busy climbing actually Yosemite. I, yeah, true. <laughs> like, McCoy says, get out of here, Jim. <laughs> we go to a Where are the mountain. damn safety protocols? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, throwing the holodeck into this episode just so casually is crazy. Also, this is season two of the animated series. So, um, Who's to say if they've even had it the whole time? So, Rihanna, will you give the briefest summary about Practical Joker? Sure. Yeah, so we see that the Enterprise has stumbled into Romulan territory. They're not sure why, but they try to hide in a why in this like wild density field. Um, and, you know, classic Trek, the density field creates a reversing of the polarity <laughs> that somehow affects the computer and turns it into a practical joker. And so the computer plays these pranks on the crew into until like in an escalating variety so it starts out with harmless little jokes about oh i spilled my cup and everyone has milk on them or whatever <laughs> the hell that drink is um and then kirk's fork like bends and they're all laughing and then spock gets like the eye pieces of his little device like put on with ink and so now everyone's laughing at him kirk is a jerk shirt is where this comes from it's the iconic look that i want <laughs> i want that shirt so bad um be a real hit at cons <laughs> literally it would um and so then we have you know let as as it goes on the crew is finding this less and less amusing you know at one point spock says captain i never laugh <laughs> so you know they're wondering who's laughing at them they figure out it's the computer's voice she's it's laughing Major at them Barrett. it's major yeah. barrett's laughing she's laughing at us <laughs> how rude um and there's this really homoerotic scene with kirk and spock yeah. um that i want to mention real quick <laughs> um, where they find out that there's a legitimate fog as spock says like just on one of the decks, which is harkening back to a uh, spooky series episode in TNG, or <laughs> Fog on the Bridge. Um, but then there's ice, and so Spock starts slipping, and Kirk says, hang on, Spock, and he, like, grabs him, and they slip together, and they almost fall, but they catch each other. So, so you know, cute. power of gay love will stop you from slipping on ice. Like, I don't um, need to yeah. hold on to a wall when I fall. I hold on no. to my beloved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so excellent scene hilarious episode and then it all comes to a head when things start to get very dangerous when mccoy sulu and ahura decide to go into what is called the rec room to take some time off from this very stressful practical joker hoping we can just have a break in here this is where the holodeck part comes in yes thank you rihanna eloquent yeah. summary <laughs> you're bringing order to chaos here. yes i must <laughs> i want to talk about the uh first of all so ahura gets to the room and she sees that no one's in there and she's like fake 
god <laughs> like she's so happy <laughs> i love that um no one can play jokes on us um but i love that it says that it's unoccupied I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, you don't really want to share the holodeck with someone who, like, would annoy you, you know? Totally. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's not occupied. I feel like like there should be a schedule, you know, how, like, on, yeah. on later episodes there is. Like, you have to reserve holodeck time. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it, like you were saying, I, it's hard to believe that people wouldn't just run rampant with using the holodeck all the time. I know they're all supposed to be working on duty, but still, I think if it existed in real life, it would be like legitimate to have a holodeck addiction you know yeah um, oh and people would like for sure yeah i don't think humans handle things very well like i mean we're not handling the internet well um <laughs> social media <Nope. laughs> and it's gonna take time for us to really master this like the rate that we're excelling in technology um mm-hmm. and we're not gonna use it responsibly <laughs> so correct um, yeah <laughs> I, I guess this is an era where they've had it I mean, but again, like, this is probably brand new technology. They just picked it up at, like, Starbase 1. Probably, Um, yeah. So, again, I'm just saying it should be packed to the brim with people. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about the differences we see in this rec room um, that is just basically a holodeck. Um, So we don't get our, like, grid view yet. Uh, That'll come later. It's just so funny to me because, like, this is the first holodeck, but it's not the one we any of us think of, you know? Like, because animated series is not mainstream enough, I think. Not enough people have seen it to think, okay, this is the first holodeck episode. This is what a holodeck looks like. Like, there's not Trek bros coming out like, hey, like, don't mess with the original look of the holodeck. Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. that's just how it used to look people, in the animated one episode. The hardcore animated series fans only come out when they change the race of an admiral. That's the only oh, time. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's when. <laughs> The only you see them come out of the series work. matters yeah <laughs> yeah god yeah and so i think that um it's really interesting though because it's still just this blank white room with a console in the middle and then mccoy's like hey where should we go like he's like a beach and so he presses some buttons the holodeck changes to a beach um and then her like no i'd actually rather take a stroll in the woods and so you see they can just like tap it on the console and then i guess the console disappears after a few moments so just a little bit different mechanically but pretty similar otherwise and you gotta think that roddenberry then just used this idea for the for the next generation like it must have just been hey remember that wacky tas episode Let's, like, try to do more with this. Yeah, and there's not too many episodes after this in season two, I think just four. And so Mm -hmm. that's definitely not enough time to expand what the holodeck is and explain it more. There's just, like, planes going by all the time on my side, too. So just enjoy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We've got a very loud day for the pod, so hopefully you all are enjoying the the city life, I guess. It's Monday. Everyone's, like, awake for the week, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Rihanna, this has to be. I'm like positive. It's yeah. He got the idea I mean, of the holodeck from this. I mean, like Encounter at Far Point is when the the like actual holodeck is introduced and not the rec room, you know. So I mean, it's the first episode of TNG. It must have been like he's been holding on to this, sitting on it, waiting to use it for years at this point, like a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I like the console that Sulu uses to activate it. It's like a sort of a half circle situation. It looks like you're like piloting a ship. um, Yeah. (laughs) And you just stand in the middle and use it. And I think it's really cool that it vanishes also. Um, I was expecting it maybe to be there the whole time and just like a part of the scenery so you can always get in and out, especially because they don't like, yes, they talk to the computer, but it's not like computer and program. Like you have to actually like push buttons and stuff. Um, yeah, where's the arch? Like, how do you call for arch? Do you do panel? 
Or do you just, like Orhur has suggested, first around the walls till you find an exit? <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, let's get into actually what happens. So they're yeah. going for a stroll, and then the settings change, so they're stuck in like an ice, tr- an ice tundra, like an L-class planet. Oh, well, wait, no, wait we have wrong. to go back even further. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love your L-class planet, though, like nice drop, <laughs> <laughs> knowledge drop. Um yeah, so first of all, the first warning sign we get that this is going to be a holodeck gone wrong scenario is that um, right as they enter the holodeck, Spock calls for all bridge officers to come on alert and like come back to the bridge because um, they're on like condition red or whatever. And no one in the ho- in the rec room hears that. And so they're just having a great time strolling. Ahura says they want to use go to the woods, and so they do. And so they're walking around and then the holodeck or the rec room the computer creates a ditch in the forest and then has a bunch of leaves and twigs and stuff cover it up and so the three of them fall into that ditch and then she's laughing at their puns because mccoy's like ah like (laughs) i fell into your joke or something we fell yeah or you fell into your trap or like um Oh, yeah, he says, let's get to the bottom of this. And she's like, ha, 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 get to the bottom, ha, ha. You know, and so you're just like, okay, this is this is weird. <laughs> like, something's <laughs> clearly going wrong. <laughs> and so luckily it's not that big of a ditch. They can easy climb out and no one's hurt. <laughs> and they joke. It's not like on. a practical murder, you know. Yeah, until the L-class planet, Ashlyn. <laughs> you want to talk more about this tundra? Yeah, I mean, it's cold and um, <laughs> everyone's shivering. They didn't bring their coats to this adventure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, we've talked about that. I said this on the Patreon episode too, but my favorite line is <laughs> after they've been going for a while, they're just walking, walking, walking. And they, like, McCoy just stops and he's like, I can't. These old legs have given up on me or given out. <laughs> My old legs have given out. <laughs> I just, I love that line because McCoy's not nearly old enough to have that happen. Like, he, it's fine. Like, he's okay. He gives up so easily. It's so out of yeah. character. Well, it's not for the animated series, though. He does this a lot yes. in TAS. He just literally, like, stops walking. He's like, I'm too old to go on, go on without me. And the series McCoy is just straight up a different person. <laughs> Completely different writing. <laughs> yeah, and I also loved... This is insane to me because Ahura is in the shortest dress known to woman and she is sure shivering, but McCoy has a full long sleeve, full pants, full boots. So does Sulu and Ahura is in this tiny, tiny dress doing fine. Um, But yeah, so I was just cracking up because Ahura is such a badass and literally that's her suggestion because they're stuck in this tundra and uh, have no place to go. And Sulu says it's probably 20 below. Like, are you serious? How? And they said, like, if we don't keep moving, we will freeze. And so Ahura has the suggestion, let's move until we hit a wall. Like, eventually we've got to find the edge of the rec room. And so this is something that definitely is different from uh, the holodecks and holo suites we know in the future that it just goes on and on like it, it it tricks your brain to think that you're still moving along um through the forest or through through wherever you are and you know you have the trick of the sight line looking like things are further away and it's seemingly like you wouldn't be able to find a wall in the holodecks we know and so I think that's really interesting and very helpful. But obviously they don't find it because they are freezing to death and there's nitrous oxide gas like completely leaking throughout the bridge or throughout the um, throughout the ship because, you know, Major Barrett just wants to like 
make them all laugh, literally. But, of course, laughing is, like, deadly for Vulcans. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, it's really scary because Sulu is, like, cracking up. He's like, <laughs> we're going to freeze to death. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a little bit terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it definitely adds that sense of unease and danger into it because it's really disarming to see someone laughing in this situation. It reminds me of, uh, like, in Batman when, uh, like, people use the laughing gas and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or even Joker, Joker, where he's just like laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in creepy. That movie. Yeah, and he can't stop. Yeah, Poor guy. Yeah, Oof, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, like we said, you can't just say arch. You can't just like get out of this. And clearly, there's no safety protocols turned on. Like if they're freezing to death, then like they could absolutely die. And Kirk sends men down there to try to get them out. And I love that. Like none of their like technology is working and so they're using freaking crowbars to try to open this rec room <laughs> so amazing and we keep getting glimpses of the workers just like doing their best like where's where's scotty why is he scotty scotty is busy trying to turn off the computer mm. and right before he does uh the computer turns off uh, gravity and he goes make up your monumental mind <laughs> when it like, drops it back to the ground like he has some amazing lines in this um but he is desperately trying to get them out or get the computer to shut down so the holiday can shut down oh well scott he's busy <laughs> legend <laughs> yeah. yeah i love it and then eventually like it doesn't actually kill them and so mm-hmm. the computer does switch to like putting them in a maze which i guess it's gonna <laughs> yeah. find really funny of them trying to get out uh, yeah her is like oh this is so much better mccoy's like i don't know about that <laughs> like we're in a maze <laughs> yeah I'd rather be in a maze than freezing to death in a tiny dress though so uh, yeah absolutely yeah well and like thank goodness that's when they're actually able to get them out is the workers open the door <laughs> right in the maze <laughs> so they can leave one could say that was amazing Ashley's giving me, like, the most disappointed look right now. (laughs) So, like, full disclosure, today's my birthday, and Rihanna made, like, a terrible pun like that on this day of all days. (laughs) I mean, I had to. A little torture on your birthday didn't hurt you. A little torture. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I see see how it is. I'll I'll keep this in mind for your birthday, Rihanna. (laughs) I'm taking notes. Start thinking of some really bad jokes now. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, so... Another, like, something I just want to note about this, which I think is so special, is that this episode, we get to see the computer literally trying to trick the crew, you know? And most of the time when we have a holodeck shenanigans, safety protocols are turned off, someone's in danger, it's due to a temporal anomaly or an ion storm or, uh, I don't know, like, anything. Any of those reasons, yeah. Yeah, reversing polarity on the naftness cell. I don't don't (laughs) know. That makes no sense. The cell's polarity is reversed, (laughs) Captain. (laughs) Yeah, like what? Um, I don't know engineering things. But I do know that, like, we've never seen an episode where it's the computer, like, the ship's computer against the crew you know in quite this way and so it's really fun and interesting that the computer sort of equates a joke as like i'm gonna freeze you to death you know that's badgy energy right there it is badgy energy yes yeah badgy badgy and badder than work <laughs> cannot compute <laughs> yeah. um so yeah and they get him out with the good old crowbars that's so great i'm very happy and Kirk is over the moon that they're back. He's really happy. McCoy's back on the bridge. And McCoy's like, could you turn up the heat? (laughs) 
understandably, yeah. he was just, his old legs were given out. So. We were on our way to a, like, funny classic TOS ending where they're all just laughing on the bridge. And then Spock, yeah. like, actually interrupts McCoy. And is like, <laughs> um, Captain, there's stuff going on. You need to stop yeah. talking. He's like, we haven't finished the episode, Captain. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we have to resolve the plot. Uh, yeah. And so they do. And Kirk just really gets with the program really quickly. And he realizes that the computer will do what they don't want or what it thinks they don't want like the the romulans yeah. oh god this part it's they <laughs> we don't have to talk about this but just for sake of finishing the the plot the synopsis oh, the, the the computer makes like a tiny like inflatable enterprise it's massive it's not tiny it's like twice the size of the actual oh, yeah, enterprise yeah, yeah, yeah it's not tiny yeah like an actual enterprise like like a beach ball material you know that you blow up um this is absolutely mind-blowing yeah. like <laughs> to understand yeah. <laughs> who who took shrooms and wrote that episode <laughs> i don't even think shrooms would do it like you have to be on acid or something a little too much lds yeah yeah, yeah exactly um and so the romulans are convinced that this is the enterprise and they're trying to hail it um because they want to attack it and um the computer reasons that uh, like tricking the Romulans by something so silly would like really dis- like disgrace Kirk them. reasons that yeah he's like the Romulans are prideful <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like what uh, they'll be upset if they hit a balloon <laughs> sure okay I just I, yeah it's a little half-baked but so Kirk using this very brilliant logic um starts acting really weird and scared <laughs> so weird it reminded me of when he gets scared of the cave in that child chalene episode where you're like are you good like shatner are you okay he's like oh no i can't go back to the polarity place like he gets really freaked out and then she's like oh yeah and then goes right into the polarity field and Mm -hmm. the enterprise returns back to normal reverse that polarity um yeah and probably no rec room shenanigans since yeah until all, PNG. All good. Yeah. I, I do have a question, yeah. though, Rihanna. Where do you think Kirk goes in the holodeck? It's either, like, some, like, ultimate, like, pansexual pleasure palace, mm. or it's, like, a library. Like, there's no in-between, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, he either goes to an ancient library that has, like, all the knowledge in the world that, like, he's always wanted to visit or something, or it's just, like, he just wants to sleep around to with some them. holodecks. Yeah. I mean, we know what Mariner cleans out of the filters of the holodeck, so I think Kirk could be <laughs> contributing to that. Kirk might have started it, to be honest. <laughs> he started the tradition. <laughs> He's the first to create a hollow character just to have sex with, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Ashlyn, what do you think? Where does uh, where does Spock go? Well, Spock would be delighted to walk in on Kirk at a library. <laughs> Let me tell you he something. He would. He would, like, he would have hard eyes instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Captain. Um, Spock probably goes to, I would say, I would say Spock probably goes to places that are like inaccessible because of time. Like I could see him mm-hmm. go into like the the Library of Alexandria or yeah. you know somewhere on Vulcan that was like really revered. Although mm-hmm. he's not really like into Vulcan that much these days. True, but maybe he would go back and talk to Surak. But he already did in Savage Curtain, so yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> been there done that <laughs> yeah no. <laughs> already got a chat with a man abraham so we're good. good i've already been back in time i visited my other self like we're all good yeah set. like we gucci yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true okay final question ashlyn mccoy where would he go in the holodeck besides an l-class planet with a her and zulu yeah um, besides a wonderful stroll in the woods, <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> or the beach 
Um, yeah. He probably goes to Georgia, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> literally like, was going to say the same he's thing. He's probably drinking at a bar in Georgia. Yep. It's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, he's going to get like a spiked peach tea at like a restaurant he loves. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him branching out and going to like other planets restaurants but i still, get a spiked peach tea there yeah doing the same thing everywhere he goes yes Rihanna, oh for sure what is he oh mint julep so, yeah. yeah i'm yeah. sorry i was gonna say what's his drink of choice mint julep, mint julep yeah for sure incredible well we want to hear your opinions where would the trio go in the hall in their rec room um we also want to know has there been any other holodeck like things in sci-fi before trek or did trek truly invent the holodeck Inventing exciting stuff yeah yeah so <laughs> ashlyn from one episode to 20 episodes and two movies. <laughs> Are you excited? We have a very light week ahead of us. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be pretty easy to watch watch all of this. <laughs> I, I challenge you to uh, take the holodeck challenge and watch all these TNG holodeck episodes with us. You will either be suffering or in quite delight. So, But as Ron says, you're going to suffer, but you're going to be happy about it. Exactly. So, like, you know, it's fine. Um, we will be posting. I'll make sure to post this list early uh, for TNG so you all can watch. Some of them are just scenes. So, you know, feel free to peruse around Um god knows i might not be watching every single minute of all these episodes some of them only have a day-to-day moment or what have you so ashlyn and i will be discussing and seeing if we can narrow down any of these crazy babies uh but i can't wait ashlyn to talk about tng holodeck episodes with you next week especially because we get to talk about two different movie moments that have epic holodeck scenes uh, that are completely like the most different scenes you could ever discuss in movies so like I'm so, so pumped and just like in general, really excited for this series. I think it's going to be fun to just get really, let's just get really silly this Christmas, you know? Really silly. Absolutely. (laughs) Brianna, I just loved talking about the holodeck today and getting a really solid introduction on this series. I am just even more excited than I thought possible to continue on next week with the Next Generation episode. I hope that everybody has a wonderful holiday season. Happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, and to me, happy birthday. <laughs> to all happy of Happy birthday, Ashlyn. You have birthdays near the holidays. I feel you, and it's a great month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, one of the greatest days of the year. So, Ashlyn, happy birthday. Thank you for taking time out of your birthday to come and record this episode with me. Uh, and you'll be seeing it today, listeners, so enjoy yeah, <laughs> pretty this soon. This is a historic same-day drop <laughs> episode. <laughs> so it will drop on Ashlyn's birthday. Like, wow. <laughs> Psyched. I mean, it's so short. It's just the turnaround time is easy, so. <laughs> yeah. And we are so excited because anyone who asked for holiday cards in our reach out uh, will be getting them this week coming your way. Um, so thank you so much for reaching out. We are so happy to have our duras sisters community yeah it's really great to be able to connect with you in person and not just over the internet so thank you for reaching out to us with your address and we hope you enjoy our card also yeah um thank you to those of you who gave um who asked for our address and we are excited to be receiving yours as well yes very much so ashlyn is literally a badass and wrote some amazing things and we or I feel like it's just going to be amazing. So please, he'll be very excited. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a, a staple in the podcast. So next year, we'll do it too if you missed out this year. Totally. We shall see you next week. Computer and program. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for our second episode of the Holodeck series where Ashlyn and Rihanna will turn the safeties off and meet the best photonic friends you can have. 
in Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All this can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, and the spooky series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media and marketing by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. <laughs> H Christ. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful. And, and I'm also, frightful. also frightened. This is not delightful. There's really no place to go. <laughs> Just sit at home. <laughs>